Welcome to Travels in a Mathematical World, a podcast from the Institute of Mathematics and its applications, the IMA. My name is Peter Rowlett. This is episode 58. 58 is the smallest Smith number with a prime sum of digits. A Smith number is a composite number for which the sum of its digits equals the sum of all the digits appearing in its prime divisors. This week on the podcast, we hear from Ben Beach, who talks about his work for National Air Traffic Control. This recording was made during a careers event at the University of Portsmouth. I graduated in 2007, and I actually got this job before I finished university. Probably quite rare, but I said to them I finished my degree, and so I did. And then I had three months off, and then I went to start working as a trainee air traffic controller. Um, the strange thing about the job is you don't really need a degree to do it. So I could have just walked away from university, obviously. That's the idea, because you <laughs> need a good plan B if everything goes wrong. And that was going to be, I don't know, accounting or something like that. But I think this is much more interesting. Um, so, air traffic control. It's a bit of a strange one. Most people haven't got a clue what I do. <laughs> In some ways, that's quite nice, because it's sort of, you know, it's sort of mysterious, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, I go to work, sit in front of a radar and make sure planes don't hit each other. Simple as that. <laughs> Sounds simple. Most of the time it is, but sometimes it can be you know, some hair raising moments, but <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, to do it, I mean, there's a lot of people who've got maths degrees that do it, because you need this sort of logical mind, you've got to be methodical about the way you work, um, and they're there, it's the same reason I am, you get you know, quite a lot of money for doing it, and it's not really, you don't have to get to work that often, to be honest. So, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good from that point of view. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's three types of air traffic controller. I'm an area controller, so that basically means everything that's really high level over the UK. We're looking after that. Um, and I do over the whole the English Channel, pretty much. Um, everything's divided up into segments, and there's someone looking after every part. So it's a bit like pass the parcel. If you've got a plane flying from Cornwall over to like, Germany, it's literally going to go from controller to controller across the country. Um, and they are going in all directions imagine all different routes you could think of there's going to be one doing it somewhere so it really is masses of planes in the sky um, and travelling at sort of 500 miles an hour you know, it's, it's not really much space <laughs> um, there's also approach controllers right? I don't know if you've ever driven down the M25 and you look up to Heathrow and you can see light after light after light lining up for landing at Heathrow there's basically someone sitting there making sure that every single plane is exactly 3 miles apart they're not allowed to be less than three miles because it's unsafe. They're not allowed to be more than three miles because then they lose landing slots. And then there's delays. So they've got to be 3.0 miles every single one. Um, I, th- I think it's a bit of a sausage machine because it really is the same thing all the time. They just get given the planes and they just put the one behind the other, behind the other, behind the other all day long. That doesn't interest me that much. Um, and then there's tower controllers, which is probably the one everyone thinks of when you think of an air traffic controller. He just sits up in his tower looking out the window, really. <laughs> The good thing about them is they can just say stop because everything's on the ground. They're pretty much looking after the airfield. They're not looking, looking after what's flying. So if there's too many planes, they just tell everyone to stop and that's it. Um, so their job isn't as stressful as ours is probably. Um, I don't have any questions. I mean, there's not an awful lot more to it than that other than I really, really, really recommend you have a look at it because it's awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> My question is, I mean, you're looking at the screen that's two-dimensional, but of course planes are in three-dimensional. Yeah. How, how about it dealt with? Um, every plane's got a label on it, and it's got a height readout on the label. 
So you can, you, you don't really, I suppose you are doing it three-dimensionally, but you don't think about it like that, because you know that 300 is bigger than 200, therefore it's not, not the same, <coughs> you know I mean? so they're going to miss. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're doing this, because you know that one's above the other. Um, some people do describe it as like 3D chess, I suppose, and in some ways it is, but it's not like, I don't know, I can't play chess at all, but I can do this, so it can't be that similar. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't remember how many, what the figures are. I think they get about 10,000 applications a year. And they take in 200 people a year. What's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're fully qualified, depending on what discipline you do, because if you're working in a town, you get paid less. And if you're doing what I do, that's at the top of the scale. Um, fully qualified, it's between 50 and 90,000. Sorry? 10,000. <laughs> Between two and three years. And it is like doing another degree. It's really hard work. And if you don't do the work, you won't get through. That's the only, that's the only work. <laughs> there are a lot of people who don't make it, unfortunately. It's probably 40% success rate. For me, that would be two and a half years. Um, it can be two and a half to three, something like that. Do you get paid for training? Yeah. <laughs> it's, the starting salary is, is 10,000 a year and they give you 60 pounds a week tax free for accommodation you pretty much take home what you would if you were only 15,000 so it's not as bad as it sounds um, and you get a 1,000 pound bonus at the end of the first year if you pass everything tax free as well which is quite nice because it's all lump sum right at the end so you can go and have a holiday or something um, yeah <laughs> that's is, pretty much is it the, really. is there an admissions period do people have to apply by Christmas or is no no all the time, all year round, and you can defer your entry as well. All you've got to do is pass the tests, which, like I said, you've got, you know, if you're really good at maths, you've really got a good chance of passing them. So, so what do the tests involved? Yeah, all, all psychometric tests. Um, there's one in particular I always remember because it wasn't that easy. Um, they basically gave you a picture of a cube, and, each, and you could only see three sides of it, um, so it was off like from the corner. And each side had a different shape, different pattern on it. And then I'll show you the net, yeah. and you have to make it in your head and say which one, which net makes the cube. <laughs> that sort of thing is, yeah, they're all right though. Right, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. You can find out more about the IMA, uh, more about the podcast, and join the Facebook fan page by visiting www.travelsinamathematicalworld.co.uk. You can find out more about what I do uh, on Twitter as Peter Rollett or on the web at peterrollett.net. Rollett is spelled R-O-W-L-E-T-T. Thank you for listening.